This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast now in our fifth season looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom and you're tuned into the flagship show available each and every week on video or audio. So for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation, make your Monday a Blue Monday Guys, you know I'm a I'm a musician. I've been working really hard this week on a song. Would you like me to sing it to you? It goes, we are top of the league. Say we are. That, that was quite creepy the way I did it, didn't it? It was. Inspired. <laughs> inspired though, Ben. Like, like the lyrics. Inspired stuff. Yeah, that was um, so good, Ben. I heard that at a bus stop in Ipswich Town Centre at about 6 o'clock last night. Yeah, it's really uh, catching on. I, I, I wrote it at 5.53, so that was already done. I did think about doing it to the tune of Sloop John B, but... Um, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't quite find that creative enough. Um, David Diamond. Yeah. I'm just saying yes. hello. Hello, hello, hello to you too, Ben. Nice ha- to see you. Nice to see you. And obviously Rich also. Yeah. Ha- yeah. Ha- hello, Rich. Um, yeah. Our podcast is is very irreverent, and we will start being silly again in one minute. But Dave, we have some bad news. We have to dedicate this podcast to our friend um, Julian, who um, yeah. many of you Jules. may know. He's been on Graham's show. Um, do you want to just fill us in, Dave? Yeah, no, very sad. Jules Hughes, um, I think he's listened pretty much on day one. Diehard, diehard town fan. Um, yeah, really sad. He lost his partner, Jane, um, I think Friday evening. I heard from him yesterday morning. Um, I know Jane had been not well, been unwell for some time. but um, And I think she'd been in hospital and had several several operations. I know that. But, yeah, sad news. And um, I think we all send, our obviously, our best wishes and condolences to, um, to Jules from all at the pod, really. Yeah, thanks, yep. Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really, really tricky because um, we do fall around, but we're very, very sincere about that message, despite yeah. the fact of this week's news being rather irreverent. So we dedicate the podcast and all, all our wishes to Julian. And now we go back to the normal level of the podcast, Dave, because um, <laughs> James Norwood was having fun <laughs> on Instagram. Um, he locked himself out of his car. 
And yeah. apparently to avoid uh, being late for training, fine. Smashed his window. And um, we've got some quotes. This is brilliant. Um, the first rock hit the window and bounced off. Now, imagine it had landed on his foot. And he'd like comedy, broke his comedy foot. Um, I'd been locked out for half an hour in minus 87. And when I tried to throw it harder, I couldn't feel my hands. Released it late and got my door severely, <laughs> severely denting it. I mean, the thing that... Hang on, Dave. Third one Sorry. went straight through and hit my other door. Um, so, Dave, did he do the right thing? What, what would you have done in this situation? Uh, mate, well, I don't, just, I sorry, guys. I just have to have done. We do know that Norwood needs at least two or three chances to get it up. Oh, oh, no. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Oh, um, dear. Yeah, I mean, but when it all comes down to it, um, it's seemingly that late for training is a £1,000 fine. Wow. I would suggest that with his probably level of excess <laughs> and undoubted, obviously, um, lack of no claims bonus, it's going to cost him far in excess of that. So a terrible move. A terrible move. All <laughs> Martin right. Lewis over there. All right. <laughs> um, Dave, you're... Martin Lewis, yeah. A terrible move all round, really. I mean, yeah. Dave, you're, you're, you're a man of means. Do, do, do footballers lease cars or do they actually buy them? I would, I would assume they lease cars, wouldn't you? I don't know. But what I did see... Didn't I didn't didn't actually couldn't actually see what car it was, but I saw what the Audi dealership replaced it replaced it with. Oh. And it was for some like 150 grand AMG bloody motor or whatever. It wasn't an Audi TT. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't think it was an Audi TT though. No, but I think, it was, I think um, there's a hairdresser's car joke somewhere in there with James Norwood and his follicles and Audi TTs and probably. And... But he is he is actually comedy gold, isn't it? Uh, what I would say is I went to London that day Tuesday and it was particularly cold. <laughs> not sure it reached. Not sure it ever reached minus 87. No. I got a train about quarter to eight and it's bloody freezing. That's true, man. Not um, sure it's minus 87. There we go. Um, Richard, following um, some town fans, there's people on the pitch um, scoring, our, uh, <laughs> after, going on the pitch, excuse me, after Caden Jackson scored at Tremier. The club puts out a statement warning fans from doing it again. Paul Lambert says, come and have a party. Make all the noise you can and enjoy it. I'm all for that, and I know how emotions can take over at games. I've had that myself. But the pitch is for the players, not for the supporters. Um, all that happens then is people get arrested and banned no one wants that um richard um we, we we got our normal mix of views down on twitter of this of uh, uh, and yeah you can't go on the pitch um what's the deal here you're at Tranmere. yeah repeat must not become an all-night rave yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean i think the simplest thing to boil it down to is the law and if you go on the pitch I think you're breaking the law and you are in trouble. And and I think it's really easy as football fans for us to forget that there's a whole world of reality outside the football pitch and there are consequences. But, you know, we've had so like a decade or more of just total (laughs) crap. So I'm not going to begrudge someone getting a little bit excited and a bit exuberant as long as it doesn't create any danger for the players. I think that's probably what most people worry about. But yeah what you don't want is people getting banning orders and all that kind of stuff and being and missing out potentially on a bigger party and maybe dare i say a legitimate pitch invasion at some point in august you mean at the end of a playoff semi-final maybe i i don't want to make any you know i just want i'm remembering your song ben that's all but (laughs) dave Dave, i've i've been at all of the championship playoff semi-finals the past couple of years and you get this comedy bit where 
some people run on the pitch and then you get loads oh, of people in the crowd shouting, no, they're going to ban us from Wembley. Get off, <laughs> off, off now. So, so, yeah, and, uh, there's a thing for the club, isn't it? It comes maybe the club get in trouble for that as well, I think. And Paul Lamott's statement, I think, was pre-prepared. It's like when you see Donald Trump reading off a teleprompter, you kind of know probably he doesn't mean it. But I was behind the goal and I'm videoed, I think, for some of the celebrations, not for the bit because Caden Jackson goes to the other side and I was the one going, come back on, come back on. Oh, there you go. But yeah, the guy in the blue jacket, I think, has become a bit of a Twitter hero. He's like, he's <laughs> yeah, no he certainly, he certainly is, yeah. Good yeah. Luck. The best thing about pitch invasions are that you can't run on football pitches without studs, can you? you just see... I mean, the tramway pitch was a <laughs> shot. Like, it is the best when they run on and actually fall over. It's, got, it's, it's quite <laughs> yeah. amusing. Isn't it? There's been plenty well, Kate, of episodes of that over the years, hasn't it? Absolutely Jackson tweeted a photo of himself running away from the guy. I think he, he saw the guy coming and he <laughs> turned a pace and he's off the other way. It was just like, it's like saying Benny Hill, wasn't it? Oh, it's was quite funny. Um, Dave, this couldn't be any better. If I wanted to make up a fictitious podcast story just to amuse you, this would be it because podcast legend Jordan Spence has been signed by ADO Den Haag, who are third bottom of the Eredivisie, which is the top division in Holland, which apart from four or five teams isn't necessarily Uh. the highest. (laughs) Um, He's gone there till the end of the season. Even better... He's been signed by Alan Pardew. Oh, um, just d- do with that what you will, Dave. Spanch. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's incredible. So, uh, I mean, I'd lost, I'd lost track of, I've lost track of Spence. I've got. But to he's say, still very um, handsome. Oh, yeah, obviously, with a very, um, with a very, um, with a very attractive and very successful. Yeah, it doesn't other really half, need, doesn't really need to work anymore, does he? <laughs> Not yeah. really, no. So I assume he hasn't been working since last, whenever <laughs> last summer. <laughs> so I assume. Like, She's in Disney movies now. I don't need to go to training. Screw it. Last summer. So good. Yeah. I mean, look, good luck to him. Good luck to him. Yeah. Just give, um, us, give, us, had, a, give us an English Spence. I had no Spence. I had no idea that um, that Pardy was manager there. That's even that's even greater, isn't it? Could only be surpassed if he was assistant to Steve McLaren or something like that. But just yeah. we're never going to talk about him again. Just give me one more Spence. Spence. There you go. What I love is we got, got a crap in there as well. We just need a bit of both, and we've got all of the days. Oh, you will have that. Do you, want me to, that. do you want me to make up a story about Mick, just so we can <laughs> co- cover that as well? And you are going to have unplayable Monday bingo you. before yeah. the end of this pod. There will I'm be. I'm going to mention Martin Waghorn's set plays as well during the Lincoln game bit as well. So. Um, okay. It's, yeah. it's all it's all happening. Um, Richard Idris El Mizuni has gone on loan to Cambridge United. They are 16th in League Two. Played them in a pre-season friendly. Um, how does that work out for him and the club? Yeah, I think that's good all round, isn't it? I think um, we've talked about the young players getting some game time and Cambridge. I'm not sure how Cambridge play or how they're doing in the league. And then I should have done research. 16th. 16th, you say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. If he plays, great. It's a learning experience either way. It's different atmosphere, different surroundings to certainly Portman Road, where I guess everyone's well looked after and all that kind of stuff. And I think young players need to find that. I think Wolf and we've talked about before, the Swindon loan, I think, has definitely benefited him and benefited us now. So, yeah, good all good on everyone for that deal. We would, maybe Dobra needs to have a look at some competitive games. We send a lot of players to kind of Suffolk leagues, don't we, and, and non-leagues, and it'd be good to get people in the EFL. So I think a few more of those, yeah, good good on Elmazini for doing I mean, that. Some, and... some it can benefit just from a you know competitive football, no matter what level. I think Jack Lankers is probably okay. okay we haven't seen him this season, but probably an example of that. Who I think the best went to Bury, I think Bury mm-hmm. Town. 
and you know came back and um, obviously really looks really looks the part. So I think I think yeah, you're right, Rich. You know, better standard obviously helps, but it does toughen these kids up to be playing. You know, no matter what standard, you know, competitive competitive football. Especially, but he's not going to go on, man. I was just going to say, especially little creative types, Rich. Yeah, that's the one thing of maybe about League Two that he's going to find that he gets a little bit more than League One, maybe a few you know kicks up, yeah, and and yeah, a few rough and defenders giving him trying to unsettle him. But the thing is, we don't have cups anymore. The under twenty threes league is crap. I think we've agreed before yeah. on that as well. So he's not going to get a chance now. And that, you know, there's a consequence of the rotation stopping. Is he's not anywhere near the bench now, is he? Look at our bench yesterday. We'll come on to that. So, yeah, get him game time, get him first-team football, get him a you know slightly different experience to Ipswich, all useful learning curve, hopefully, and come back stronger for it. And um, and Stats' favourite player went to Air United, didn't he? Or was that done last week? Was that done that the week before? That was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dave, discussions between Cole Skews and Marcus Evans about a new contract are ongoing. Skews will be 34 on the 29th of March. Um, should this contract have a large eye on a off-the-pitch role here? I'd have thought so, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd have thought so. I think from reading between the lines, I don't know, but I think he's been doing quite a bit of coaching, um, whether it be 18s, 23s or whatever. So I would think, yeah, certainly one eye on um, one eye on a future move into into coaching. I think he's made no secret of the fact that, that you know, that's what he's striking, you know, that's what he's aiming for. So, no doubt, great ambassador, great ambassador to the club. But yeah, just looking at the last few games with the settled, but we'll come on to no doubt. We're certainly with a settled midfield too. Yeah, he's not going to fear. Great cover. I'm not saying you know, great, great to have on the bench, have that experience on the bench at the moment. But yeah, that's how that's how I see it. I mean, I think Rich touched on this on the um, on the WhatsApp earlier, but um, yeah, you'd be slightly disappointed if he <laughs> if he sort of comes out with a sort of like a new two year deal or something like that. You think, well, you know, what's going well, on? But, but yeah, no. I'd, 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 if it's with a, you know, yeah, yeah, a fair sensible enough. wage and um, exactly, you yeah. need him around. Yeah. And that's what, me. when they used to talk about Ferguson and Wenger, they always used to say Ferguson would keep around all of his, you know, older players. Yeah, exactly. To maintain yeah. standards and, um, you know, impart knowledge. Basically. Knowledge. Knowledge. Is key. knowledge is key and knowledge is power and um, I'm trying to think of one of my silly links to Turnstile Blue here and if you read Turnstile Blue you will get knowledge of Leo Neal and some quotes from him and Richard has it there and he's going to fill us in knowledge there's uh, there's lots of knowledge in here I mean there's a great article with you chaps oh yeah actually, I thought, oh that's that backfire doesn't it whoops oh, oh that's, that's embarrassing oh. I mean let me read some, some old stuff the other day so Matt Macon, it was speaking to Dave Diamond. He said, is it What's difficult to remain authoritative and, and yet so popular? Inside um, the paper bin. You know, ask your own <laughs> questions. That's what he wants. Um, put, the Leon... put Diamond quipped. <laughs> put, put ben Bloom is refreshingly laid back for a man of such responsibility. <laughs> that's not my words. That's the words of... Leo Neal. Leo Neal. Yeah. No, it's a good read. Um... I, there's a lot of stuff in here, so I haven't had the time to have a proper read of it, but a really good interview with Grant from the Turns Blues guys and a real like a coup for them. You know, I think Leo Neal's only done stuff through the through the website and through Steve Pierce and all that kind of stuff. So it's really good to um to hear kind of in his own words and all that kind of stuff. Um interesting his kind of backstory and he, him coming through as a obviously a youth player and then doing teaching for quite a while. Um and being a coach. He talks a lot about learning 
I think we've kind of talked about Marcus Evans learning over the last few years and certainly things are starting to tick a lot more about the branding and the identity, the strategy, which you'd expect. Um, the stuff that is is kind of most interesting to me is how he fits with Paul Lambert and um, and Marcus Evans, though. There's kind of this triangle or tripod, if you will, about how they get, you know, how information flows between them. And, and that's quite interesting. Um I'm trying to find a quote for you. Um, and he talks quite a lot about the academy and his role at the academy there, which it's all interesting stuff. What I might do is kind of, I spoke to Gavin Grant yesterday about this, maybe we'll talk about it maybe midweek or next week or something like that and a few more specific quotes. But if you've got it, definitely worth a good read. And um, I think it's on and eBay as well. And also, Rich, didn't out. I read that yours was the actual first edition copy? I got, yeah, first well, edition. not anymore because my mate Mark poured his pint all over it, but second oh. edition. Oh, so, so. <laughs> yeah, on the front worth. of inside paper. So it's only, bloody still, Mark worth so, only still worth a quid yeah. then. Not Pours worth any, pint yeah. pint over the top of it. Bloody Never Mark. Mind. Bloody Mark. <laughs> Name Mark. and shame, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Are you thinking of Peep Show now, Dave? <laughs> Certainly am, Jez. Ruin Christmas. Mark Corrigan. Um, oh, Corrigan, so. Who did Joe Corrigan used to play for? Did he ever used to play for Lincoln? He played Man for Manchester City. City, I'm afraid. That's it. One club man, I believe. Yeah, that's the worst link possible. Think of a Mark who played for Lincoln. Um, <laughs> is there one in their team uh, yesterday? No, there is not. <laughs> oh, well, I've got, got some that. Red Dwarf as well. This is very exciting as well. Um, right, back we go to Portman Road for Lincoln at home. Our sixth game versus the Imps since 2017. Uh, we had a draw at home and then that... Um, Terry Butcher picked the carcass out of that. Mick McCarthy in the cup mm. in 17. This year, again, we draw them in the cup. Obviously, we're in the same league as well. A draw at home, again, and victory away, followed by that 5-3 rinsing back on January the 29th. Um, Richard, that game has taken on some kind of narrative significance as sort of watershed moment now. It was a fourth defeat in five in all competitions, a seventh league game without a victory and the last time in the league we saw Dave's 4-4 effing two we saw Judge on the wing and we saw Dazelle in midfield Believe. what is the significance now of this Lincoln game um, back on uh, I said January 29th that hasn't happened yet hasn't it I meant December the 29th uh, yeah, I don't want to maybe preempt some questions because I know we've got a couple of these and I know that I, you know, we put out the tweet and called Lincoln a bogey team and people reacted to that as well. Um, I think they are. I think they're the new crew. Um, but um, but I think there's a few bits and pieces, certainly judges position. I think we definitely learned or we finally learned the lesson about you can't play him left in a 4-4 F in two. Um, but maybe this team meeting, I don't know whether we're building too much a story around this post-match hour in the dressing room but it appears that they clear the air kind of stuff that happened after that um has maybe helped will keen certainly banged in a decent goal in the in that match as well and he's gone on a bit of a run of form so maybe it was a nice little pivot for getting season back on track but maybe we're reading too much into it maybe we like the narrative there, don't we do you know what i think it helped it helped having that although we played wickham in between didn't we what we're thinking but it helped having that um, Accrington Stanley match sort of come up fairly fairly yeah. soon after that, I think. Um, and we talked confident. about the, the the it was kind of became a turned him from a blip to a bit of a bad run of form. It's nice to get a kick up the arse at the right time, and we can draw a line through nine, uh, 2019 now because 2020 is looking pretty decent. And maybe that Lincoln shipping five goals asks a lot of questions, and it looks like Lambert's found the answers. There you go. That's a quote. Boom. I, I remember an old old band manager of mine. He was like. Well, look, you guys are not on TV yet, 
and that's oh. a good thing. And <laughs> conceding five goals, that's actually a good thing. Yeah. You should concede five goals. That sounds like that. It sounds like that bloody old, old Kit Kat advert. Yeah, you look great. You sound great. It sort of breaks a Kit Kat, don't you? That that one. You'll go far, wouldn't it? Is that the one? Do you remember that? I don't remember. You that. Don't, you're looking blank, aren't I'm you? I'm looking oh. very. Dave, I someone out there will. Someone out blank at eight fifty-eight. Um, Dave, I've got an unchanged team for you here. I've got Will Norris in goal, Wolfenden, Wilson, Chambers, three centre halves, Garbert, Edwards are the wing backs, Downs and Hughes in the central midfield. Judge being Judge, um, Keane and Jackson. Up top, Dave, pending injuries and three-game weeks. Is this our Ipswich Town team 2020? I would say it is. Yeah, I would certainly say it is on the evidence um, on the evidence so far. And I think the key there is the fitness of Hughes. He's getting, as we said before, he's just getting stronger and stronger. And um, and we'll get to this. Um, and also Will Keane, you know, Will Keane up front as well. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence. It's a settled side. Um Judge is now playing in that free world, I would say, with a little bit more discipline, perhaps. Seemingly, I noticed yesterday, I thought. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Um, Lincoln line up. Vickers, Erdley, Bolger, Shackle. Melbourne has signed permanently. Toffolo went to play for the Cowleys at Huddersfield. Um, in midfield, Anderson, Morell, Teo, Aiden, former Ipswich low knee of the... Oh, Teo's got an eye injury. He's gone back to Fulham. Can you tell us more about that, Paul? No. <laughs> do, I, do I look like an optometrist? <laughs> do you remember that? It was brilliant, wasn't it? Um, Grant is the other midfielder. Um, Tyler Walker, the League One, David Nugent. And as if this podcast couldn't get any better, Tyrese John Jules, nephew of Red Dwarfs the Cat, Danny no. John Jules. Yes. Come on, what was the first thing I did as priority in this podcast was to Google Tyrese John Jules. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, my reflection looks good. My hair looks good. Um, Go and watch some. Go and watch some red. Everybody's dead, Dave. All of these chances are mine. This chance is mine. This chance <laughs> is mine, and this chance is mine. Beautiful. Um, uh. Rich, talk to me about this first half. Then leading up to the goal, um, I did the who scored thing where you wind the bar back halfway, Ooh. and this looks utterly dominant. Nine shots, five block, two on target, six corners, eighty-one percent pass completion, seventy-two percent possession. Um, this sounds like a team playing at the top of the league, dominating a game. It, it, and it felt exactly that. It was, um, I mean, straight from minute one. Um, and I've seen Man United v. Cole U this season, where Man United basically camped on the Colchester 18-yard line for the whole of the match. And Colchester kind of got away in little bursts and tried to score. And it was and, and it was basically the same thing. I mean, we lacked the, maybe the clear-cut chances. Um, and actually, Lincoln, there's a couple of really good moments for them. Penalty shouts. Um, Walker has one that he hooks He's decent. He's just decent, over he the, the bar, round. which Norris gets fingertips on, which I don't yeah. think he needs to. But the possession was great. You know, there was there's a sense that maybe we get around the 18-yard box and then go sideways. And we've seen that. And I think Judge is certainly a player who needs to figure out how to turn or maybe a turn of pace and go forward because I think sometimes that just stifles our attacks but honestly we look really confident there's a point where arrogance and complacency and confidence kind of link up and join up and there were moments there where we where Lincoln broke away but ultimately I I think that was a if we were one nil up from minute one and played the way the first half perfect first half the goal comes at the end and that's fine but yeah Dave I don't know about you but I I was in really yeah no I I thought we played far better on 
um, yesterday first half than the other did against Accrington, and we were three 0 up. I mean, you know, Lincoln were very well organised. Yeah, don't get me wrong, Lincoln were really well organised, which I think we didn't really. I can't really many. Uh, well, there was one classic. Um, classic move where, where Keane rolled it past the post where we did break the lines. That was brilliant football. But um, yeah, they were really well organised. We, we didn't really get behind them as such. But, you know, our passing was crisp, I thought. Um, interesting, one thing I did pick up, interesting Lambert's comments, which we didn't say about the pitch, which um, which came out of out of the Tranmere game last week. And he then said, well, pretty much alluded to the fact that our pitch isn't much better. And I sort of realised that yesterday, you know, I was, I was Sorry, Mike. I was up in Mikey's seat. I will call it Mikey's seat. That, that on, was my way. fault. Can we just yeah, say oh, that? Anyway. That was my but, but, fault, but not your fault. Seeing it from up, seeing it from there. Yeah, the pitch is not... Yeah, it is, it is quite bobbly. It wasn't cut up so much, but it doesn't really run true. I suppose, you know, in keeping with pitches this time of the year. Um, so it was, you know, it was, was quite difficult. But I thought I thought our football was good and good and crisp. But yeah, one criticism, we didn't really open them up as such, did we? Yeah. Not hardly at all, really. But that, that was... Keen that, chance, Dave. Should he, sorry? should he score that chance, Keen? Keen. He kind of hits yeah, it the outside yeah, of his boot, he, doesn't he? There, brilliant. I tell you what, acceleration he showed there. I thought, and yeah, the yeah. control. Oh, where'd that come from? Brilliant, great. To so even get in that position, Rich, yeah, he was, did. I think he, he needs really to. Well. Uh, I think he need. He, he takes it quite early. I think he needs to take it with the side of his foot and, and open himself up a bit. And he sort of he hit it off the laces, didn't he? It'd been a great yes, finish. Yeah. Just that'd been a great goal. Um, and I thought Keane yesterday just led the line really well. For me, he still doesn't punch his weight in the air as such, which. I don't know, maybe it's just a characteristic of his play. But his first, you'd have enjoyed it. His first touch was lovely yesterday. Elegant looking footballer when he's on, ah, isn't he's, he? He's, yeah. he's a classy looking player. Um, Wise man once no, told me, Dave, good players make good shapes. Good players make good shapes. They <laughs> certainly do. And someone makes who makes a great... good shape when he takes a set play, Dave, um, <laughs> is Luke Garbutt now, the weapon. Um, talk to me about this goal and just compare him a bit to... Waghorn's set plays now because it's literally set, yeah. a weapon now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, that, that was uh, that was a series of silly free kicks given away from Lincoln when the ball. I think we'd had good position. Perhaps I think this was one of the same. We'd swung the ball in the box. Ball had been headed out. Okay, probably was going for our throw, and it might have even been Edwards on the right side. Perhaps I think it might have been Edwards, maybe Jackson trying to protect it out for a throw. This ridiculous challenge from behind, clear foul. I think that was like the second. I think one. Don't you remember Rich Garbutt had floated over too far? Mm. And this one, he just gets right. I mean, it's, you know, it's from wide, I don't know, probably just on an angle of the box, wide one, wide right, and he just whips it in, far post. Um, yeah, Wolfenden gets a good connection. Keeper, he's so close in, though. I mean, you know, Keeper just gets half a hand on it. I think Keeper should do better there, but Keeper pushes it in. But, yeah, great delivery. And, um, yeah, he doesn't waste many deliveries either. All these corners are pretty much spot on, you know, really, really good. Yeah, and he puts them in with pace as well. Great technique. I think nice. we were deliberately trying that far post. I think we tried it a couple of times in the second half as well, yeah. deliberately targeting the far post on the keeper. The keeper's yeah. got a really good starting position before Garber strikes the ball. He's kind of the, yes. the back towards the far post and then walk and then comes towards the ball. I don't know if he's expecting it to go short. And by the time the ball's go, got over to Wolfram, he's he's chasing back over. And I've got to but say, yeah, it does I'll hit him in the near post, doesn't it? You know, I've got to say, from my lofty position yesterday, I watched <laughs> Wolfram, my lofty perch. All, all through the game yesterday. Can, can, sorry, can, I, can we just explain this to the listeners? So, Mike, <laughs> Mikey had the pod season ticket, right? And Dave texts me in the midweek, and I'm an idiot. And Dave said, has anyone got the pod ticket? And I'm like, no, help yourself. So, Dave went and got it registered in his name. So, Mikey shows up at the game um, quite late, by all accounts. 
quite late when I look back at the missed calls on my phone when he couldn't get in quite late you know get there a bit earlier Mike but yeah to be fair this is my <laughs> fault um so then I'm doing Millwall Sheffield United and I look at my phone after about 10 minutes <laughs> eight missed calls five minutes. Ben I can't get in the ground so um I do apologize but in Gary Rowett fashion Mikey did take a picture of Dave with a picture of a snake on it, yeah, alluding, yeah. alluding to oh, the fact uh, that David... no, I cleared the air, saw him at half time, offered to buy him a beer, but no, he was oh. having. I don't, don't think, yeah, don't think, yeah, no, he'd had, he'd had his uh, fill before the match, so no, I think peace, peace. Oh, was, that was why he was, was late, was yeah, that's why he's late. Peace yeah. was made. Mikey say on the source. What, what I was going on to say is, um, yes, yeah, so I, I, I followed Wolfen and a lot through the game yesterday. He is one classy, classy Stop footballer. Stop it, he's, he's rubbish. No oh, one wants it. Ter- terrible footballer, Wolford, and awful. Um, just quickly, <laughs> one-word answer from you guys, um, and it has to be a one-word answer. At the moment, player of the year, give me give me Downs, Garbett, or Wolford, and Dave. One-word answer. Garbett. Garbett. Um, Richard? Downs. Downs. Yeah, it's gonna. I think it's going to be around, unless one of the strikers has a I mean, a, massive yeah, goal yeah. spree towards the end of the season. It's going to be one Probably of those three, isn't it? Because there are players, yeah. But yeah, Garbutt's but no, the, the yeah, contribution of Garbutt on the um on the goals and assists now is off the charts, especially from yeah. a left wing back. Um, He's gonna have a great chance in the second half as well, Ben, which we'll come on to in a second. Oh, let's do it. Safe. Let's do it. Um, oh, that was good effort actually as well, wasn't it? Um, so um, second half, Rich Lincoln don't register a shot on target. Ipswich maintain the possession advantage. Um, sadly, the passing accuracy halves from 81% to 40%. Um, we see Bishop for Judge on 77, Norwood for Keane on 91. How do they manage this lead? I mean, we, we've, this is the kind of typical kind of town performance of two halves. I, I think yesterday was a little bit more of a... You know, there was a lot more intent in the second half. Having taken the lead, we've kind of sat back in, in the past. We didn't do that, but we didn't really have too many efforts again. I mean, there's a couple that I can recall. We'll talk about the judge one now, if you want. It's, sorry, the Garbutt one. It's Judge and Garbutt down the left-hand side, and Garbutt kind of takes the ball forward. He's got, I think it's Judge on the overlap outside, uh, outside him, but rather than play it to him, he kind of drops the shoulder. Suddenly, has a turn of pace from nowhere and finds himself just inside the, the penalty area. And it's a lovely shot. It's got a bit of swaz on it as well. I'm going to use that for the kids. Um, and it's a great save from Vickers there. It's a really a great nice, chance. really good save. Lovely oh, I, was right behind, I was right Soft behind. Soft hands, that. That Rich, as well. Arrowing in the corner. Easily carry that out and someone knocks in the yeah. Yeah, rebound. Yeah. Great, great save that, yeah. But, and we talk about Garbutt. And um, this is a thing that I think you get from Premier League players or, or players who've come up through Premier League system. They And we've talked about this before. They know how to strike the ball, and Garbutt does. I mean, that shot, if you look back to the replay on it, it moves. Keane's shot, I don't think, moves, or it's its already slicing kind of slightly wider the goal when he hits it. Garbutt's shot is actually, I think, coming back on target, I think, when he hits it. That's how good he is. Yeah, and Garbutt, go on. in deference to Keane, I think, there, Garbutt has more time to sort of set yeah. himself, really. It opens Keane, up nicely for him, Keane's it? taken it early there. That was yeah. a hell of a save. And you're right about you're right about Garbutt and he's and you know he's striking of the football and everything. He very rare again. He very rarely wastes a ball. Mm. Very rarely does he waste. Okay, the odd corner will drift that from a side, but when he's in possession, yeah, very very good. I think um, Judge. It was a similar performance to Tranmere last week um, by Judge this week. Um, in that I'm, I think there was a moment where he suddenly Accrington was his best performance. I think we've seen him in the number ten position. 
Tranmere, it was a little bit tougher. I don't know whether they put someone on him and he had to go wide to find the ball. He was doing a lot a little bit yesterday, contributing a little bit more. Um, but Bishop comes on for him. I don't know. There wasn't the kind of subs that you kind of got the feeling that we were rotating. Um, sorry, substituting so that we didn't have to rotate so, so much for Rotherham yesterday because Keane stays. I think Judge is the only sub, I think, till about the 90th minute. So I think maybe there'll be rotation on Tuesday. I don't think Hughes can maybe do that. But another great game from Hughes. But I think Craig was on Love Sport, wasn't he? And he was followed by the Lincoln fan who said they deserved a draw. Apart from an intervention that Wilson needs to do on 86 when Grant gets in. And Wilson Mm -hmm. is tidy and deals with that. He doesn't even hoof the ball out of play, which I think quite a few people are criticising him for. I thought, oh, he was, I thought we were comfortable. I, you know, yeah, we didn't create the chances and Wilson should score probably. There's a 77th minute corner Garber takes. Wilson glances it when he needs to get power on the ball. But I didn't think we were in particular danger at all, really. I thought it was comfortable. Yeah, you want to dominate and win two or three. But let's take the three points, guys, eh? And I think I think Wilson, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think Wilson, I love Wilson. He's just mm. absolute no-nonsense, out-and-out, centre-back. The ball there is to be cleared. He'll clear it. Um, and I think probably that pass completion is due to the three shanked with his left foot. Yeah. Out of the co-op a, stand. Yeah. There's a couple of those. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So it gives a license to Chambers and Wolfender, doesn't it, to get forward. And they do. And, and uh, uh, Wolfender that sticks totally a deliberate ploy isn't it it's you have the three center halves you say is the spare man the guy in the middle and dave we can go back to germans marking with two players and having a having a sweep we can go back hundreds of years for that can't we Um, or is you know the spare guys the ones on the outside which is the the model nowadays isn't it and your middle guy um which um mick did used to do and Chambers actually used to be brilliant in the head it kick it role but obviously we're in league one now and Chambers is actually superior on the ball to Wilson I think it's a I think it's the, the right ploy and a, Wilson's, um, oh, Wilson's I mean he's got no left foot but a couple of times a couple of pings he did with his right foot yeah, yeah, cross the game. Yeah, wow, yeah. where did, the hell did that come Chambers-esque well I'd say yeah I, Chambers, I saw Jack wasn't... O'Connell play yesterday so I'm I'm in a bit of a different context here. Chambers wasn't quite so, I thought, adventurous yesterday, but Wolfen then certainly second half was playing like a midfield player, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Lovely. I've got to say, being him up too much, playing very well as a midfield player as well. Um, (laughs) Just quickly, going back to yesterday, you had... um, you had some name conundrums, didn't you, Ben? <laughs> it's ridiculous, yeah. You had a few Wallaces and a few Freemans Wallace, kicking it. Murray Wallace, Luke Freeman, Kieran, Kieran. Freeman, um, and there was two others as well, Jack Robinson and Callum Robinson. <laughs> Absolute mess. Absolute Garage. mess of a game. Um, right, so this win puts town back to the top of the table, hence my excellent song up at the top of the podcast here. Good and song. the form is excellent here, 11 points in five games. And when you look at it, the two draws in there are away at Wickham and away at Oxford. And uh, Rich, you were at the Oxford game, so was I. Look, get out of there with a point. Yes, that's that's fine. Um, um, Talk to me about this this run of form then. Um, Do you want to take this one, Dave? Um, Really, really good since the turn of the year now. Yeah, it has. Um, And look, let's put this rotation thing, I think, to bed, you know, once and for all. I think it's just a settled core of the team, isn't it? You know, the three centre-backs, well, the back back five, really. Um, the central two in midfield. And how many games in a row did Hughes play now? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sorry, how many games in a row has Hughes played now? It's all of the league games of 2020, isn't it? All of the league yeah. games for sure. All of those sure. five then with the 11 points, yeah? Yeah, and he's just... Him and Downs complement each other really well because he, he is... I mean, I think... Downs, I saw somewhere refer to him as a beast, and he, he is a physical mm. presence in there. Attack. Which I, again, I think, yeah, attack, yeah, you need that. You need that at this level. You do. And probably something that we haven't had, you know, in the championship, we've been saying this for a while. Um, absolute physical presence, and he can play, obviously, which gives license to Downs, who, yeah, has going to get it in as a bit of both. Um, so, um, no, I think it's just uh, having that settled core of the, you know, core of the team as is by reaping, reaping dividends, isn't and, it? And um, again, I credit him every time on this, but if we'd have said at the start of the season, um, right, Lambert's going to coax, was going to sign Keane first of all, and he's going to coax Hughes and Keane back really slowly on. Oh, by the way, in January, they're both going to be starting. Um, mm. you know, and can play the whole match. And can play the whole match. We, <laughs> we, we thought we'd actually, you know, oh, they're gambles and they've, they've written the contracts in such a way where... You know, if it doesn't work, they can they can get rid of yeah, them. But up, um, yeah. yeah, very very good. Um, I'm I mean, break... Ben, just quickly. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. There's two things I wanted to mention um, before we forget. There's a we did mention Jimmy Walker's yellow card yesterday. For um, one of the things I think we've gone really good at of late, particularly because we're now winning matches, is oh, closing yeah. them out by shit housing and time wasting. <laughs> Norris is great at it. Downs fouled for the whole match and it finally took I don't think the referee booked him on 80 minutes he could have been booked at least six Fernandinho times. yeah <laughs> you know we're quite good at the kind of niggly fouls but quite good at closing the match now so Jimmy Walker threw the ball onto threw an extra ball onto the pitch while one was in the stand <laughs> for Lincoln throw and got booked which I thought was quite funny but the second point I want to make is look at the quality of our squad now you know Hughes championship player Keane championship player Judge championship player Garber championship player Downs, Downs. Championship player, Wolfenden, yeah. You know Norris. Norris is from Look yeah, our bench. You know the bench yesterday as well. Dave loves no a bench, to, doesn't he? No loves a strong bench. Anymore. Loves a strong bench. Um, I prefer. Bench. I, say, 
Yeah, you're right. I do like a strong bench. So I prefer raw iron to wood, I think. But, uh, <laughs> but it was the best no, bench. It, it was you, 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 spot on. The strength of the squad is, you know, you'd think from now on in, fingers crossed, touching wood, injuries permitting. Well, and yeah. also suspensions commit, permitting. Down's one away from a two match now, isn't he? The best bench ever, nine. Dave, is yeah, when Knockhart misses that penalty in the playoffs against <laughs> Watford. Deeney then scores. They cut to the Leicester bench, and there's Jamie Vardy and Harry Kane on the <laughs> yeah. Leicester bench. And you're like, okay, um, yeah, um, that could work out differently. That's um, a very good point. Yeah. I'm going to break yeah. tradition here. We just did a roundup first, Rich, because there's some <laughs> questions about the games um, coming up. So it was Peterborough two, Rotherham one. Um, don't know. But there's lots of scenarios here as to whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. It allows us to go top of the league. Um, obviously, we'll get comments on Twitter saying, rightly saying, well, concentrate on your own form, hit your points per game, and it doesn't matter who's beating who. But um, that result allows us to go top. But Peterborough mobilising a little bit, two good results for them, one of which was a 4-0 win over Wickham in midweek. Wickham didn't play, but they are in dreadful form um, four points in the last seven games and as Dave has pointed out before every team in that top six has had an absolutely crap run <laughs> at some point in this um, dreadful league yep. um, fourth place Coventry were off playing their weird away home away <laughs> cup and now get a replay with Birmingham <laughs> but as Rich just said really good news for us is that there's a replay so that's another three game week um, in for them um, didn't Sun- I see that Birmingham took 9,000 fans. 9,000 away waste. That is I mean, brilliant that is away just, support. That is, that is unbelievable. Just yeah, incredible just. stuff. That is Leeds United-esque, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Sunderland in sixth, nil-nil with Doncaster on Friday. So um, the results really going for us well. Um, and um, we end the day top of the league. Should we do some questions, gentlemen? Go. Um, do I don't know if I should give this one a wide berth. Um, Tractor Boy Pete, Richard... Do you think Lambert got the think walk out in the changing rooms at Lincoln and that's what's made the difference? Did the think walk has... Yeah, and everyone chucked in ingredients. They fried oh. something together and here's the three parts. <laughs> there you go. The should non-stick. We kill, we kill that one off now. <laughs> Soy sauce. Soy, Soy sauce in the think walk. Um, Super friends, Dave asks, how many points to go up automatically? 102. Can we get that many? <laughs> yeah. 100, 102 will get yeah. you up automatically. I'll give you that. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. So we're on four. Yeah. How many more games have we got? 20? Um, I mean, no. No, less. 18. Is it? Let's get the table up here. Um, we are on 48 eight, points from 20. 27. So miles off two points per game, frankly. When you And remember, it's 44. So two points per oh, game yeah. off 44 would be 88. But nobody is anywhere near two points per game. I haven't um, seen them. Yeah, High, mid to high 70s. Low, low 80s enough. will probably win low the title, 80, yeah, maybe, it? yeah. yeah. It's but to get up, yeah, it could tough, be 79 or something. Which, up, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is very, very low, I think, is oh. the answer. Um, now, Brad, this is an important question. Brad has directed this to me, guys. He says, um, question for Ben, how many of the last 13 games are at home? Well, Brad, it's funny that you should ask, because I think I brought this up on the last podcast, but if anyone didn't hear, nine of the last... 13 games that's nine of the last 13 games are at home i think i pressed that point um home um diddly diddly did this is itfc mark um if we end up (laughs) if we end up in the playoffs um do you have any cures for anxiety and panic attacks richard (laughs) um 
turn off your TV, turn off your Twitter and don't go to the match. Shut yourself in a dark room and come back and after the game is finished, I think. <laughs> I did horrible, that for... Um, do you remember when we were... I don't know if it was the 14-15 season. We went to Wolves, I think, near the end of the season and needed to win or get a point. And I didn't watch the I couldn't watch the second half. I was so nervous because I think there was a proper Mick performance that where Wolves had 90% of the possession and chances. And we went take away with a, a draw, didn't we? Um, yeah, Mark, I think, Mark, enjoy it. I mean, bloody hell. There's no anxiety about being relegated last season or being crap for... How many I have, years? I have so, done that. I've done oh, similar. So I've been listening to listen to a game on, and obviously, you know, obviously, Brenner does get excited. And we've this has been on this has been covered on the forum as on TWTD that perhaps he gets overexcited with the opposition when when we've been one up hanging on, and the opposition have been attacking, and there's a, and you know in a really good position. I have turned the volume down on the radio. Mm. Wow. The MK Dons game, Ben. You went to the MK Dons um, away game, didn't you? And you yeah. said it was a it was similar to yesterday, maybe one nil, nice and comfortable. They had a few bits and pieces, but never really tested us. And you were quite chilled and calm about talking about it on the uh, on the pod. I remember listening to that or watching it on the <laughs> iFollow with Brenner, and I was, Brenner. You know, I was my heartbeat was like 120 <laughs> p.m. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think maybe turn off the commentary, maybe. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Let's go for Paul Westlake. Um, Keenan Jackson should be our upfront starters. Um, was interesting to hear Mick Mills say three points from the next three tough matches should be seen as a good result. Now, normally I agree with Mick Mills on everything, but um, uh, in the words of David Brent, that seems a little low, doesn't it? Um, you want to win your home game, don't you? Yeah. You certainly well, want to win your home game. So what are the next three games? It's it's Rotherham midweek, and we'll, we'll do this after the Rot- questions. Then, Rotherham Portsmouth. Uh, Peace I'm sorry. Peterborough and then Sunderland. But yeah, yeah. Um, although Mick Mills is probably right, given no one's anywhere near two points per game, four or five points from that might be fine. But you you really want those six points from those two. Um, But it gets sorry, Dave, it goes to that thing that we we discussed earlier in the season. One, do you want to win the title or do you just want to get promoted? And two, is it um, is it a marathon or is it a sprint? Do you know what I mean? If it's a direct race against Rotherham, for example, then the most important thing is to just not lose to Rotherham. Whereas yeah. if it's, you know, a marathon and it's going to work out that way, which it's it's not, is it? Because look at the look at the points. Um, then it's accumulate as many as possible. So it might be, Mick Mills might actually be right as usual. Um, don't lose to your direct rivals is what he's saying. No, he's, he's, he makes a good point. I, I think, oh Christ, if we can get out of these, these, these games of five points, you know, undefeated, two, two draws and a win your home game or, you know... Um, Fantastic. You could take that now, wouldn't you? Um, you take, look, you, and you would, let's face it, you would take, you know, three draws. I, I think you probably would as well. But, mm. yeah. Well, you take three draws over one win and two defeats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though the even though the outcome is the uh, same. Yeah, of course. You, you know would. what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it gives momentum to the others, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Richard, Andy asks, is Dezel injured? Um, one of the very few negatives is his absence. Hasn't looked happy since the long layoff. Get the feeling his future is elsewhere, but I hope he doesn't leave. Talk to me about Dezel, Richard. Um, yeah, I don't know whether he's injured or not. I mean, clearly there's a lot of off-field stuff for him to be getting his mind around as well. Um, but, um, you know, last week, we were t- I said was sort of saying on the pod that it's not a pitch for Dezel. Um, but, how you know, who, who do you put him in for? You know, unless you can figure out maybe the number ten role, then he's up against Bishop. Nolan's gonna. Nolan can do is the box to box kind of midfielder. Well, Dazelle's not that either. He's not gonna replace Downs. Not in, not in a two. Of, no. So 
there's where the three five two. Unless you're going to make a substitution to change the formation, I don't see where Dazelle gets in. But Rich, um, the the thing with the three five two is if you do want to make it a little bit more solid, you pull the number ten back and you go for a midfield three. For yeah, example, it's a flat five. And at Rotherham, yeah. at Rotherham away. So, um, yeah. but that you would imagine if we did that, it would be. Scoose. You'd want a stopper in there rather than a yeah. rather than a creator. And we talked player. about yeah, Aquiton. I think we thought that the substitution in an ideal world is you bring Dazelle on for Hughes rather than Scoose, and it, you know, and it stifled us a little bit attacking wise. And I get that. It's just a, the whole situation, Dave. You've talked about this before. It's really just frustrating, isn't it? Obviously, if Dazelle wants to play, maybe there's a there's a loan there, but it just. The more time goes on, I know we've got. I think we've got a one-year extension yeah, that we can so. trigger on his contract. So I don't think he's going to leave for nothing. But no. you just wonder whether that's whether he's ever going to get a chance. It's so frustrating because he's such a classy footballer. There is he? Yeah. It's, it's for everybody to see. But uh, yeah, certainly at the moment he he just doesn't it just doesn't fit at the moment, does it? Unfortunately um, for him. <laughs> Dave, I'll get, this is playing to the crowd. Um, Dave asks. Um, I like to judge a team by its subs bench. Wouldn't every team in the league want a bench like ours today? Dave, I'm sure you can get behind that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we said it yesterday, didn't we? And not just the Zell, but Kenlock. I saw Kenlock wandering Nolan. behind the back of the stand with his tracksuit on, you know. So, you know, again... Um, Even Holy. Else... Sorry? Even Holy. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you think, well, what is great, we... For once, we just don't seem to be... OK, let's put Vincent Young to one side. We seem to be getting these players back and, again, touching all sorts of wood and keeping them fit for once, for Christ's sake. They don't seem to be breaking down. Um, and, I mean, the only one long-term squad player I can think of other than Vincent Young is probably Jack Lancaster, who's, who's obviously, you know, touch and go, whether we'll see him at all this season. But, yeah, it's... Um, it's a nice, it's a nice problem to have, isn't it? Um, and the podcast audience would kill me if I didn't just draw attention to the fact that David Diamond just said that he's touching all kinds of wood. Um, ah. Richard, um, ah. Scott asks yep. in a season that's been somewhat up and that's, down. That's, that sounds like Mrs. Something Mrs. Nuts would say on, on Twitter about yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag touching wood. Um, yeah. Is winning the title a realistic expectation? Well, Richard, we're top of the league with um, 17 games to go. Yeah, well, I, I I use the same um, figure of speech that we use for the rotation. Once you've got the shirt, you know, it should be yours. We have the first position in the league. The only team that have got games in hand on us below us, by the way, are Coventry have two, but are playing, you know, an FA Cup tie against Birmingham in a, few, in a week or so. Wickham didn't play this week, but they've played the same number of games as us. So this, Peter have played a game more. Sunderland have got two game in hand on us, blah, blah, blah. So possession is nine-tenths or whatever it is. Just keep winning. Just keep, you know. <laughs> but I'd take second. I would take second right now, by the way. Uh, I'd cool. take second with 73 points, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just get it done. Just win. I would pitch invade I mean, for a I second. I think Joe, Joe probably nailed it. Joe Fair's nailed it. He said, if we win, I don't know, what, 80% of our home games, so, yeah. you know, and we'll pick up the odd points away, we'll probably be all right. Well, there's 11 home games, isn't there, from yeah. 16 or whatever. <laughs> Eight wins yeah. from those is 24 points. Yeah, that 72. puts you to 72 straight away, and we've been very good away, haven't we? A so, couple of away yeah. wins, 78. Yeah. Did you yeah. know with nine of our last 13 games <laughs> uh, are played at home? Um, nine, you say? Yeah, yeah but we're just crap at home, haven't we? 
Uh, Not yeah, that's, my name. that's for Brad in the questions <laughs> there, Brad. Um, Dave, Dommy Boy 79 is the reason Keane is starting because he is going to be key for the way Lambert eventually wants to play, especially if we get promoted uh, with Jackson and Norwood a bit more blood and thunder. Perhaps, yeah. I mean, as, as, as Rich said, he's a, he's a championship player. You can see he's just quality all round, um, quality's first touch. Um, and, and yeah, acceleration he showed as well yesterday. So, yeah, I'd, I'd pretty much go along with that, I think. Uh, Mike says, Richard, um, Edwards did some important stuff today. Is he growing into a role that he was very much forced into well? Um, what's to say he won't be a natural by the time Kane Vincent Young is back fit? Yeah, it's true. I I don't think you get as much attacking contribution as Garber provides, but he's got the set pieces, hasn't he? But I think Edwards is figuring out the defensive side of it. I mean, Vincent Young gets back into the team as soon as he's fully fit for me. Yeah. Um, because you definitely do get that attacking outlet. But yeah, I think he's he's figuring it out. I think Chambers kind of playing quite as quite a wide centre back has helped him out of there as well. So yeah, yeah. good on him. No, yeah, um, great. I thought he played well yesterday. Dave Mullet asks, is Norwood an impact sub now the rotation policy is over and the team's got back to the top of the league? I think, yeah, potentially he is. I mean, he certainly was at, <clears throat> he certainly was last week at Tranmere. Great assist for, for obviously, for Jackson's goal. Um, obviously, you can't really judge him yesterday because I think he didn't come on to the 90th minute. I think he's still... Good shit housing, though, Dave. A good shit house. Yeah, a few, a few corners, good, corners. Got a bit of good shit house. I think yeah. he's still checking the small print and his motor policy but um he um yeah i i I see him like that now i do see him like that at the moment yeah Yeah. more of an impact Um, Um, and sorry he'll probably start he'll probably start on tuesday just to lob in there as well we haven't talked about caden jackson it wasn't a a great game for him yesterday but he seems to offer a lot more than norwood doesn't he you know the three of them are and sears as well in the mix that's a good choice this does does parlay into callum's question though who agrees with dave um about Keane um, and his aerial um, prowess, I've always I've always been a bit loath to say, oh, someone's not fast enough or someone's not good enough in the air because you either you either are or you aren't, and it's up to the manager to find someone else. But the the point being, if you do play Keane and Jackson, you don't have an aerial presence. But hey, if you've got Judge Downs and Hughes and Garbert and all those technical players Keane, around, them, Keane negates that. Keane negates that somewhat well, by his chest. first touch. Yeah. 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 Um, Isaac asks, um, of all the clubs who've gone from League One to the Championship in recent years, who do you think has had the best business model? Can I answer that and give a really boring answer and say Rotherham? They've got exactly the right stadium size. They um, kept their spend within, uh, I know Ipswich fans hate this word, but sustainable level. Um, They gave it a really good go. They sold Vokes. They sold Ajay. They've reinvested. They're back at the top of League One. They're probably... Go up again, and um, they've got some. Well, we'll talk about the assets they've got in their team. That's a very boring answer, isn't it? When you have the likes of Blackburn signing Gallagher and Brereton for five and six million, and Wigan down at the bottom, and you see Luton, Charlton, and Barnsley. Um, Barnsley's an interesting model, but I don't think Ipswich fans would like to see 10 players in from Red Bull Salzburg over the summer or what have you. So um, a boring answer is is Rotherham, guys, I, I think. Um, although we're not the same club that Rotherham are, we, without any 
amount of snobbishness. We're a, we're a bigger club with maybe... A Rotherham, the West Brom of the League <laughs> yes, One very, Championship. Yeah, very well put. There you go. Or, dare I say, in September, the Norwich of the League <laughs> One the Championship. But we'll, um, we always get in yeah. trouble when we have a go at Norwich. Because Norwich yeah. fans listen to this podcast. It's they, interesting, isn't they, it? Hi. Renfrey on hi, strings. Hi to those guys. They had a, they had a good win, Norwich, at, at Burnley, and I hope that um, extra you. fixtures yeah. ruins the, the rest of their the Premier League. The cup, aren't they? James, They'll yeah. do a borrow. Won't I they? imagine they win the cup. the cup. That yeah. would be that would be the worst thing ever. We get promoted, they get relegated, but they'd still just do us by winning the FA Cup. Oh, Dave, would you? Would they put a star on the badge? Would they put a star on the badge? Do you think? I, I think you should always celebrate your I history and your major stars, Excellent it's idea. It's a, it's Just don't talk about it 10 years or 20 years time, guys, because obviously history is not important. It's about it's the very present, important. isn't it? Very important. History is, history is yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't live in the past, but history is very important. And stars are excellent. Um, uh, Jack asks, how important was the lock-in at Lincoln? I think you guys have covered that. Um, so, Jack, hopefully we've given you that answer already. Um, Will asks about... Um, three points from our next three games uh, he makes an interesting point though he says given our favorable running after that that's something we didn't mention that um we said on the pod last week once those games are done it does look like a nice downhill um downhill free wheel to the end of the season um, my mate dan has said march is is when you know because february is quite tough dan. as well i think there's there's a dan oxford dan. and coventry i think in in february as well i think so if we're still in the top six in March, I yeah, think home games though, aren't they as well? Yeah, yeah. Nine out of the last thirteen. <laughs> is that right, Fred? So I heard. I think the idea, the suggestion would be not to panic. Maybe after this week, though, I think okay. it's still early days, guys. Let's early not panic. days. Hey, we chill out. Top of the league coming up to February, though, Richard. Um, Jason says this is an absolute baller of a show. That's um, interesting. Um, he says, I've no stats to back this statement, but without Norwood, are we conceding fewer fouls and retaining possession, maintaining a better flow? Well, I can give you a stat for the first half because we had it, didn't we? 72% possession, which is massively high in the first half. Um, Dave, does the game flow more without Norwood bulldozing up front? Well, I think, again, it probably does because it's... Sorry keeps banging on about it because he perhaps his first touch isn't quite as uh, as as silky and as effective as as as, as Will Keane's first touch. But yeah, I like Norwood. I mean Norwood's done well. I mean he's got what well, he's got double figures, ten goals, and he, he hasn't no you know been a regular for several weeks now. So look Norwood's done well but just different yes just totally different different players. And I think going back to the question a few minutes ago, yeah, he, he makes a brilliant at the moment he makes a great great impact sub just because of his general overall shithousery. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, everyone, as always, for the wonderful questions. Um, let's talk about these next two games. We're can, gonna... I just add, can I just add something quickly? Um, someone it. put a question. If, if there was a player you could sign oh. to, um, to get Ipswich over the line this season, who would it be? Not Messi or Ronaldo. I've got to say, we never talk about the Premier, Premier League, but um, I've watched, I've, I've confessed, I've cleansed myself, I watched Wolves-Liverpool the other night, and Armand Triori in that off. game was... <laughs> what do, a you cross. Not, do you not remember him? Oh, what a goal! Do you not remember um, last day of the season, 17-18, um, we drew 2-2 with Borough, and poor Miles Kenlock, and I've, I said to people <laughs> since... Genuinely, we, we, we saw Dan James play at Swansea, didn't Ran we? Ran all over him, didn't he? Fastest player I have. And he's bulked up but kept his pace as well, hasn't he? Which normally oh when players God. bulk up too much, they slow God. down, don't they? But yeah, okay. Adama Traore, there we go. But yeah, um, really with that kind of signings question, it's 
it, I mean, it's not going to happen, is it? But you kind of wouldn't want a good lone player to to come upset. in now and unset unsettle stuff. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Especially now you yeah, found. Yeah, you you're found right. The, you're right. Unless given you're going to bring someone squad. in who's for the next two and a half years, it's. Yeah, it's it's almost a no. almost a non-subject. Let's talk about Rotherham because Rotherham started the season badly, as as we as we explained just a few minutes ago. Um, <clears throat> Semi Ajay was the good centre half. He went, and Will Volks was the good midfielder, and he went. But Paul Warren always seems to do a good job. I thought they were excellent. Um, really, you know, really deserved the win at Portman Road. Oh God, yeah. Um, and. Um, they look really good. They they were top obviously until yesterday. You've got Michael Smith, who at this level is a really good, um, you know, target man. Maybe yeah. maybe he's in in purgatory in between the championship and the. Well, um, he still scored a few in the championship, didn't he? Um, down the sides, Ogbeni and Adelaken. Um, if you saw one of their games a couple of weeks ago, like um, crosses into the box, pace really really good. Um, Ihequa at the um, back, he played really well against us as well. And Richard Wood will probably still be playing for Rotherham in 2040. <laughs> um, let's just talk about this. Not uh, just talk about this tactically because you've got a team who's got a very very good big front man, um, and they're going to play probably a front two and good wide players. Dave, how does this match up with our our wing backs and our our centre halves? Well, this is this is where perhaps perhaps so much garbage, but perhaps the, our right wing back, perhaps Edwards, can get... So he's going to be against um, Hakib yeah, Adelakin down the left. Can be yeah. got at, perhaps, with his relative inexperience, of, re- relative inexperience at right wing back. But I think Rich made a good point, where it's certainly helped him with the experience Chambers playing on that right side, relatively close to him, I think that's helped him. So, yeah, that's where potentially I can see I can see problems. Ben, I've got a question for you. I, I, it's a really, I mean, this is a really interesting situation because we've been um, persisting with the three-five-two in the consistent lineup. I think there will be changes. I think there may be two or three changes on on Tuesday night. But do we, do we? Is it going to be two systems that have been persisted with, regardless of the opposition, that might just cancel each other out? Because we've had quite fortunate games against Accrington, Tranmere. Lincoln a bit stronger yesterday, but we've been able to, we've been given the luxury of being able to persist with yeah. big teams coming up this week. Is this the first test, real test of the three five two? It and is. Does Rotherham change anything for it for us? And Rich, it's not the system; it's the fact that Rotherham are happy to play without the ball. That's the problem. So you could get one of those horrible situations where we kind of start the game well and we have the possession, but um, you know they can create a create a chance quick a quick switch of play, a quick counter, a ball into a channel, what have you, set play. Um, do you know what I mean? They can they yeah. can be 2 nil up with 30% possession. Exactly right. It might, come um, to, it's a, might be a game of set pieces or, you know, if a garbage free kick goes in, it's a, it's a it's either scrappy 1-0, isn't it? Or And that's your worry maybe... about Edwards and Garber on set plays because where do you think they're going to send Smith, Wood and Ehequa? Yeah. yeah right on all it. of the set plays. Right they're going to right onto the small players it's gonna it's gonna be a really hard game isn't it and i'm sure it'll throw it down with rain and be freezing cold again as well um god i'm i'm literally forcing myself into david diamond take a point mode now but we've just entered the podcast saying right we went toe to toe um we kept the ball we played on the front foot um 
we have better players than Rotherham, you know, maybe give or take one or two. I'm, Dave, I know you like Matuk, the left back, and he'll yeah, always, he's he'll always give good like quality him. input, um, yeah, yeah. you know, get Very up and similar support. player to Garber, I'd say. Rotherham's home form, not particularly good, just to love that if we're looking for positives as well. Slight, only moderately better than ours. But that plays into the we don't mind playing without the ball narrative as well, doesn't it? Away, you're, away, yeah. you're away from And our away form better. is good, so... They were very good. They were very good at ours. I think I seem. I, I think easy I caught win. a bit there. Easy win. I got, yeah. I, I caught that game on Quest last night. The guy that scored is a Crooks who scored both. Don't think he played yesterday. He didn't play yesterday. No. No. So whether it whether was he'll Wiles be, and Balas. Yeah. Whether he'll be fit, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think you would. You would if you came away with a point from there on a Tuesday night away at Rotherham, you would be happy with that. Well, especially and I always say context is king, isn't it? If you then go and beat Peterborough, which is another hard game yeah. on Saturday, um, I think personally three points. I think uh, you'd honestly prefer to lose to Peterborough than you would Rotherham if you want a title chase. Yeah. But um, three points from those two games wouldn't be terrible, would it? No. No. But this is, this we is have to accept these, losing these next one. Three games, these next three games, I sounds a cliche, we'll, we'll, we'll shape it, I think. If we if we come out well out of these next three games, then we are on a roll. Uh, Dave, well is well is second place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, going into that going into that last... Keep last that, keep that momentum strips. going. Don't We're going to need to start um, monitoring who other teams are playing as well, because yeah. that, that comes into it now as well. You, you, yeah. you know, don't lose and other teams draw each other and all that kind of stuff. And it will do, because, what, what was it, down to, what, ninth, ten, ninth, so Burton and ninth with 40 points, for Christ's sake. So, yeah, so it goes 40, 41, 41, 42, 43, 44. Someone will go on a run uh, as well. Someone so, will yeah, win you're six, right, draw one, and lose one. Of, of eight or something and go on go on a run and it's so open isn't it and you you worry about those last two peterborough results as well good wins I mean, for it's, them it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the weirdness of the division because well i don't know two or three weeks ago we were seemingly miles off top weren't we and thinking oh, you know poor, really, isn't it? it's yeah, really blown our chances really poor. And now, look, you know you have five games undefeated three of those are wins and you but Dave, Dave, look at it. Um, we had a terrible run. Rotherham started terribly. Wickham mm. started brilliantly and now we're on a terrible run. Um, yeah. Coventry just had too many draws. They haven't really had a terrible run. Peterborough, yeah, the same. Nine defeats, most out of anyone there. Sunderland sacked the manager, for goodness sake. Um, Oxford <laughs> started badly. Pompey started Oxford. badly. Burton yeah, no, started badly. Do you know what I mean? It's no it's one. It's your Coventry, Rich, that slightly worries me. But this, yeah. FA, Cup, this FA Cup is good news. Need someone yeah. to take that Shipley off them from the uh, championship, don't we? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, right, guys, absolutely love that. Don't know why I felt the need to clap. Um, don't, don't really know what that added. But, a bit of a um, Mick Jagger type clap as well, <laughs> was it? Oh don't, don't, oh, don't stop me. I'm a guy doing really, really excellent if you're watching on... Um, That's one for the YouTube, yeah. Yeah, if you're watching oh, yeah. on the YouTube. Um, do you know, I did I did some work for the Rolling Clones back in the day. Um, yeah. yeah. That's good, good fun. Good fun band that actually because it's the most jammy, non-structured, just make it up as you go along. Music, Rolling Stones. Um, the yeah, Rolling Clones. Dave, the, the money is coming in for the Rolling Clones. Believe you, believe you. Have means. you ever done anything with the Illegal Eagles, Ben? Have you done anything? I with have them? not, but I do know their bass player, and he <laughs> um, he worked Showbiz. for um, a guy called Elio Pace, who does the best Billy Joel. Um, Tribute. Billy Joel tribute. Oh, yeah. really? um, he was pretty, 
get about all over the place, don't they? What well, do we think? Well, is it, is, could the Rolling Clones be the best name for a tribute band? Better than Noasis, maybe? <laughs> no Ace. Isn't there, there's no one for Pink Floyd, which is just fake Pink Floyd or something. What is the, the no, tour around the world? One. Um, no, Australian Pink Floyd. Um, I know it. a girl yeah. who sang back in vocals. Australian. They, they play in bloody arenas. <laughs> For goodness yeah. sake, they play biggest places as Dave Gilmore does. There we I mean, go. We could do a pun. No, where, where, where are we from? Australia. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Australia, <laughs> from Floyd. There you go. Yeah, they are coining it. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, the, the the tribute world where where there is money to be made. Um, Richard, have you got any any nonsense to plug? Yeah, I'm. Um, hopefully, all being well, by the time this comes out, we should have the first of our 99-2000 bits of content. The, the, um, I've, I've done a little timeline to take us back through all of the key moments from the 99-2000 season up to, but not including the playoffs, for those of you who are fans of the thick nice. of it. Um, and so, yeah, that should go out uh, start of the week, I think, before Rotherham, hopefully. So, yeah, um, look, keep a lookout on our new YouTube channel. Update your subscriptions. That? Stick something maybe on Insta, on Twitter, and you can see it on my Twitter account at IpsRich. Well, and what's the Insta account again, Rich? Blue Monday Pod Team, all one word. Blue Monday Pod Team, Dave. The pod. Australian. Oh, should we, should we, I think we'd Sorry. better give a shout out for. Oh, that sounds awful, but a shout out for Ipswich. Women. Yeah. Oh God, we get in trouble with this, today. don't up, we? Up fourth yeah. round. Right, it's 9.45 in the morning. The game hasn't happened yet. So <laughs> where, where are they playing? At Huddersfield? They're playing, they're playing actually at, at the stadium. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you can imagine getting through that and then drawing Man City at home. Probably wouldn't be played at the Gold Star. Well, it wouldn't. I'd hope to think it wouldn't be played at the Gold Star ground. You know, perhaps they would get a uh, a gig at Portman Road, but that would be interesting if that happened, wouldn't it? But yeah, good luck to them. Good luck to them there, ladies. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening, as always. Episode 347 today. Prolific. We're we're the Steve Bull of Ipswich Sound podcasts now. Soon we're going to be going into messy zone, aren't we? Probably about 150 short of Steve Bull, aren't we, though? Uh, Probably around the 400 mark, isn't it? It's always good to get a mention of Steve Bull in as well, particularly while I'm wearing this wreath. Andy Much fetching um, orange jumper. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. We are going to be back. When's the Rotherham game? Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday. 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 So we're going to be back on Wednesday night with me and two others, and we'll figure that out depending on who's there. Is anybody attending from the pod? I think Amy's going. Um, Amy calls, yeah. I, I assume um, Joe Fares will somehow manage to stream this information into his into his plush um, uh, house out near um, <laughs> Statman's, won't he? Yeah, I guess. Yes. I follow legitimately on on Tuesday. Oh, is there a legitimate I follow? There you go. Yeah. So Joe Fares yes. won't be doing no, the anything. No, the way he's doing is illegitimate. Let's to be. I didn't say be. that. I just said he'd find a way of streaming it. That way it could be legal. Goes to Germany. We all know that. On <laughs> I follow. He just gets on the um. Gets on the easy jet, That's doesn't he? Yeah. 50 quid, Dave. He's over there in Germany. I think, I think Joe repositions his satellite and <laughs> uh, streams it in that way. Well, fair's fair. And um, Mikey... <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> this, the, the, the last two minutes of this podcast has this just been good. awful, hasn't it? Um, so well, I will say... You guys plugs for yourselves, by the way. We don't know where Dave's Twitter is. We don't know where Ben's oh, Twitter at is. David Diamond oh, 3. At David Diamond 3. At oh, Benjamin... Follow us already anyway, don't yeah. Benjamin Bloom. Some championship stuff on there. Get ready for next season because we... Where, we, where were you yesterday, Ben? The league. Um, Millwall versus Sheffield United, which are too good. How did our goalkeeper play? 
Uh, fine, yeah, didn't have any chance for either the goal. Saved the one one on one with the master Billy Sharp. So, um, yeah, he played played well actually. Yeah. Um, uh, no sign of David McGoldrick though. He was having a rest. <laughs> well, uh, packet. Well earned. Well earned rest from all Keith Premier Hackett. League football. Do you remember the conversations we had? Well, you see, the thing about McGoldrick is he'll never quite play in the Premier League. He's eighth. Yeah. yeah. Never quite... <laughs> He's just not quick enough, is he? Yeah, he's not quick enough. Yeah, there we go. But they love him, don't they? They do love him. They, they do. Yeah. They do love him. Yeah, no other Ripswich links at, at that no. game. Right. Goodbye, everyone. And from, Cheers, guys. from Mikey, we'll say a big, be careful what you wish for. Take a point. <laughs> Bit of both. Bit of both. Grab. Grab. Suspense. Unplayable. <laughs> That's tremendous. <laughs>